Hello, hello, hello. Today we're going to cover the next part of the end times discussion. The first part we covered previously, and that was from creation up until the start of the world tribulation period. And as you know from the previous discussion, I mentioned that the timelines that we have above here are not absolutes. These are just indicators to help us discuss the timeline and please do not use it as an absolute. It could happen anytime before or anytime after these dates. The objective is really just to give an indication and some some way of, of making sure that the timeline is somewhat coherent in terms of the sequence of events. The, what's going to be very important is making sure that the events dictate the timeline, not the timeline dictates the events. So these events that we have on the left hand side that we discussed previously, these are the indicators of when the end will come. The key is the time is very, very close. Yeshua is coming back very, very soon. So we're going to be covering the first three and a half years. So without further ado, let's do it. When the world tribulation period starts or the war of desolation, one of the key indicators is that the world is going to be led by 10 kings. And this is known as the seventh evil empire that God refers to in the scripture. And by the way, I'm not going to be giving all the verses. I'm not going to be going into details because I want to keep this as short as possible. But the details will be in the book of Revelation commentary. So use that as your, your point of reference if you're looking for verses. So 10 kings are going to rule start ruling in the seventh evil empire these 10 kings would comprise some would say the eu plus uh, the middle east so the the eu and the middle east will or should i say europe and the middle east will be broken up into 10 regions and they're going to be led by 10 kings um, another idea is that these uh, that the world is going to be broken up into 10 regions and there will be 10 kings over each or one king over each of the regions so therefore it will be 10 kings one of the things that these 10 kings will be doing will be tampering with the seed of man in other words there'll be a lot of cloning or trying to clone they'll be trying to mix animal with human there's going to be a lot of focusing on on tampering and under, under the premise of science um, so you will see this as one of the, the things that the ten kings are going to do. Also, when this happens, there's going to be a war in heaven. And this is the sixth seal. reveals this, that there'll be a war in heaven. And Michael the archangel is going to take, kick Lucifer and his fallen angels out of heaven. The question that you may ask is, well, how do they have access to heaven today? Well, they have access to heaven, but they don't have any authority in heaven. Satan is known as the accuser of the brethren. And he accuses them before God night and day. So he will no longer have access to heaven and he's been thrown down to the earth. And therefore he'll have a short time on the earth. In the short time referring to this um, seven year tribulation period. At that same time, there's going to be a rapture of the church. And when I say a rapture of the church, I'm not saying every believer. What I'm saying is that every wise believer will be raptured. And when I say wise believer, it's based on Matthew 25, verse 1 to 12. talks about the ten virgins. Five were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones will now have to go th through the first three and a half years and fix up their lives. Some believers are believer in, in name only, but their works do not prove that. 
So they will be the ones staying behind. And that's why the, the Lord says, be counted worthy to escape those things that are about to come on the, on the earth. And that's referring to the rapture. Now, when that happens, you are going to see two witnesses. The two witnesses are going to be Moses and Elijah. I know some will say, oh, well, about Enoch. If you want to know why not Enoch, go to the book of Revelation commentary, and I'll tell you why not, and why it will be Moses and Elijah, the same ones that were at Mount Transfiguration and why they were there. So Moses and Elijah will be there, Jerusalem possibly at the temple, and they are going to be proclaiming the works of the Lord. They're going to be proclaiming the plagues. So all the plagues that are going to be coming on, it's going to be at the mouths of these two witnesses. At that time, God is going to seal 144,000 men, um, Jewish men, and 12,000 from each of the tribes of Israel. And they will go out preaching the gospel to the world. At that time, there's not going to be anybody sharing the gospel except for now the two witnesses and those foolish virgins who are now starting to do their work and the 144,000 and the objective is that God is still redeeming mankind to him. The seventh seal reveals that there are going to be seven trumpets. Now when you think of the seven trumpets I want you to think about a third, limited to a third. Okay, Where later on you have the, the bowls, that's not going to be a third, that's going to be all. So when the first trumpet is sounded it releases fire from heaven. So fire burns up a third of vegetation. And that includes grass, trees, and, and the foods that we eat. So a third of vegetation will be destroyed. The second trumpet releases the mountain that's in the midst of the sea. And the Bible talks about a mountain of fire. This is possibly a volcano. So think of Hawaii. Hawaii erupting and contaminating a third of the sea, destroying a third of the fish and the life that's in there. The third trumpet releases a star, and the star is called Wormwood. The star hits a third of the fresh water supply, and a third of the water supply today is in North America at the Great Lakes. So if it hits the, the Great Lakes, automatically a third of the water supply is contaminated, and it's so bad that if anybody drinks of the water, they die because it's so bitter. And the fourth trumpet is sounded, and a third of the sun, the moon, and the star are struck. No longer can shine their light. So you'll see that the moon will no longer be a full moon. The sun will no longer be a full sun. Um, and the stars, a third of them, will be gone. Now, when that happens, the beast, also known as the little horn, will come up amongst the ten kings and uproot three of the ten kings, the, the three strongest ten kings, and when he dislodges them, what he's going to do, he is going to rule with them for one hour, and then the ten kings are going to surrender their authority to the beast. And this is known as the eighth of the seventh evil empire. So the evil empire will still exist, however there's going to be a change of structure authority structure within the seventh evil empire. So the fifth trumpet now is sounded. And at the sound of the fifth trumpet, these locusts that come from the center of the earth come out and they are led by an angel, a fallen angel called Abaddon or Apollyon. And these locusts hurt mankind or torment them for five months. Now they don't touch vegetation or the 144,000, but they will 
torment mankind for five months. Mankind will try and kill themselves. Many people will try and kill themselves because of the pain, but they will be unable to. So you can imagine that they're going to start cutting themselves or stabbing themselves, or trying to shoot themselves. And so there's going to be damages. Their body is going to be marred by what they are going to be doing to themselves, but they will not die. Some may even try jumping off a building and they won't die when they hit the ground. You say, why not? Because of the, the scripture talks about that people are going to try and kill themselves, but will not be able to. So it could be that the venom is going to have some kind of death-defying properties. Now, at the same time at the fifth trumpet, just after this takes place, there's going to be a false prophet or the beast's friend that's going to partner now with the beast, also known as the second beast or the lamb. And his main job in the beginning is to war with the two witnesses. That's his main job. He's going to try and war with them and try and kill them. This battle with them will last for about a year. And now the sixth trumpet is sounded and there's 200 million horsemen that are released. Now what's interesting about these, these 200 million horsemen kill one third of mankind. They do this over a period of a year, one month, one day and one hour. What is also fascinating is when John uh, was shown this, he was shown this in the vision. In other words, it, this could be that they are so small that you cannot see them with the naked eye. But the people will be able to see at that time the smoke and the fire. And by the way, even though they're going to be killing a third of mankind, many will also be wounded that will not be killed. So it's going to be mass destruction for a year, one month, one day, and one hour. Now, just after the, this takes place, the false prophet or the beast's friend is going to overcome and beat the two witnesses. They're going to lie in the street and everybody's going to celebrate saying, Oh, we have destroyed the people, these two people that have, have brought pain on this earth. And they start celebrating, they start giving presents to one another. And they lie dead in the street for three and a half days and people can see them and so they don't bury their bodies they leave them there but after three and a half days life enters their bodies and then they rise up in front of everybody at that time there's a great earthquake that takes place and um, in Jerusalem that a lot of the city is destroyed and many many people uh, give their lives to the Lord when they see this take place. Christ will come down and he meets the 144,000 at Mount Zion and he takes the 144,000 into heaven. And when this happens, the beast is going to be killed. Now there's a lot of speculation of how the beast is going to be killed. Some would say that a Jewish person is going to kill the beast. But it'd be a, the key thing is it's going to be with a knife and it's going to be mortally wounded. In other words, he's going to be beheaded or there's some indication that, this, that he's dead and, and he's no longer going to come back to life. However, Satan incarnates him, gives the beast his power, and when that happens, the beast comes back to life. And now the false prophet points to and, and says, look, this is the one 
that you need to listen to. You saw how he was dead and now he's back to life. He is the true Messiah. And then he starts to institute things like um, the discussion regarding the mark of the beast. So when this starts happening, there's going to be three angels that fly across the sky. The one angel is going to tell everybody to fear God, believe the everlasting gospel. The second one is going to tell everybody, do not take the mark of the beast. Because whoever takes the mark of the beast will be doomed for eternity. People across the world will know if this is the mark of the beast. It's not going to be hypothetical. For the angel will say, do not take the mark of the beast. And if anybody takes the mark of the beast, they are removed from the book of life while they are on earth. And even if they accept the Lord as their Lord and Savior, they will not go to heaven. The third angel talks about the city Babylon will be destroyed. The city Babylon would have been formed before the start of the seven-year world tribulation period. And now the mark of the beast is enforced by the false prophet and the beast. And those that do not have the mark of the beast will not be able to buy or sell and many will be put to death. The mark of the beast will be on the forehead or on the right hand. It will be on, not necessarily in. It will either be his name, his number, or an image associated with the beast. And the beast's name can be calculated in Greek to 666. Now there's going to be a big push during this time to get everybody to get the mark of the beast. People are going to get killed. People are going to get persecuted and segregated. It's going to be very, very severe for a few months. And then it's going to continue for the next three and a half years. But the first few months is going to be very, very intense. And those who do not take the mark of the beast will be considered enemies. People that to be hunted down and to be killed. And then just after this takes place, those that have come to the Lord during the, th the three and a half years, or those that have made themselves right that didn't go in the first rapture, there is another rapture taking place. And they will go in that rapture. Now that's assuming that they do not take the mark of the beast. They should not be taking the mark of the beast. They should be glorifying God, spreading the gospel, not worrying about their life, whether they're going to live or die, and glorifying the Lord. Those are the people that will be taken just at the halfway mark before the bowls of God's wrath are poured out. So this concludes the first three and a half years of the war of desolation or the world tribulation period. Hopefully this has helped. And next time we're going to cover the next three and a half years.